to begin our service. Amen. We want to say good morning to all of our covenant partners that are here. Thank you, Jesus, for the ones that were able to make it. We thank you, Lord, for those that are on the way. And we thank you for those that were not able to make it, Lord, due to circumstances. Uh, I want to say good morning to all covenant partners that are in the house, those that are listening to SoundCloud as well. We thank God for you as well. We're going to ask you to get your Bibles, pens, and pads as we get ready to go into the word of the Lord this morning. And we're going to do our declaration because most of what we're going to be talking about is centered around our declaration. Amen. Amen. So come on in. Amen. Have a seat. Get relaxed. It's all right. Amen. Amen. God is good. Amen. If we're going to label our journals or if we're going to uh, label SoundCloud, we're still talking about the key elements of salvation. The key elements of salvation. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet as we get ready to do our declaration this morning. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on in. Come on in. Amen. Amen. Come on in. Amen. Amen. Ask you to stretch. Come on. Amen. 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 All right. 2023. 2023. The year, the year of, living of living in the completed work, the completed work of Jesus Christ. Of Jesus Christ. His, redemption and His redemption and salvation completed. The powers of darkness and the devil defeated the Lord Jesus Christ's power to supply all of my needs established in 2023 is completed, defeated, and established in my life, in my home, in my church, and my children's lives. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We've been talking about the key elements of salvation. And um, the Lord told me to continue on. And I want to say something to you this morning, something I hope that will help you even when you're ministering to other people. We have people that are literally afraid of that word salvation. And it's all because they don't understand what it means. We have people who are literally afraid to get saved because they feel like they're going to let the Lord down. And, and all this week, in my prayer time, all this week in my prayer time, the Holy Spirit was impressing within my spirit to tell you so that even you can share with other people, you're not in this alone. Our very salvation was not on our own. The keeping power is not on our own. So I'm hoping that the Holy Spirit will help me this morning, use me this morning to relate to you what he's shown to me from the scriptures concerning key elements that go along with our salvation. For instance, when we started preaching on last Sunday, we were talking about justification, sanctification, and glorification. 
Now, most people are okay with justification. That, that means saved from the penalty of sin. And we are justified by grace. I want you to just to look at Romans. Come on, go with me. Since we made it, we're going to get in the word. We, we don't have any time to waste. Amen. Okay, Romans chapter 5. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hopes of the glory of God. Somebody say, I've been justified by faith through grace by the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, one of the key elements that you're going to have to have along with these three, along with justification, sanctification, and glorification, there's going to have to be faith. Faith is needed throughout the whole process of our salvation. You're, you're going to have to have, what is faith, Pastor? Faith is reliance on the living Lord Jesus Christ as one's only savior from sin and one's only hope for heaven. We accept the Lord Jesus by definite act of faith. It's going to take faith, people. What is grace? Pastor, what is grace? Grace means freedom to serve the Lord. Listen at this, not to sin against him. We are free from the law of Moses, the law of sin and death, but we are not lawless. We are now under the law of the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus. Now, what you're going to find out this morning in, in all of these key elements, you're going to find out that there is help from Jesus. Put your hand on your heart. Say, through the process of my salvation and anyone who accepts Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior they're not alone I'm not alone we have help but it's going to require my faith oh this one scares the people sanctification can we talk about it don't run out the church Let's talk about it. Sanctification is an ongoing, lifelong process. Say that with me. So sanctification in my life is an ongoing, lifelong process in my life. See, people think the moment they get saved, I'm already completely sanctified. No, what happens is at salvation, the Holy Spirit sets you aside, which puts you in a position of sanctification. The rest is your will being yielded to him to allow his word and him working on you to remove things from your life. Somebody say, it's my will, it's my will. that has to come in agreement with the process of sanctification. 
We want to help this one. We want to take the fear out. Sanctification means set apart unto God. Set apart unto God. Set apart unto God. Set apart unto God. Not that you can't wear makeup. Not that you can't wear pants. Not that you can't wear red. That's not sanctification. Sanctification is done through the heart. The inner man. That's where the Holy Spirit works. I said that's where the Holy Spirit works. Look at Romans 6. I'm going to give you some scripture. Let me show you what sanctification looks like. Romans 6. Verses 20. We're going to read those. Come on, go with me. It's all right. We need to take the fear out. You need to be able to minister this to someone else. Amen. So they won't be afraid to serve the Lord. Romans 6 and 20 says, for when you were the servants of sin, and we all were, you were free from righteousness. It says, what fruit had you then in those things whereof you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is what? Death. But now being made free from sin and becoming a servant to God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we've been freed from sin to become servants to God. Say that with me. Say, I've been freed from sin to be a servant unto the Lord. So now the fruit I produce will be produced in holiness. And the end of that is guaranteed eternal life. Oh, I know you got your health now. I know you're strong now. But one day, you're going to think about eternal life. One day, you're going to wake up in yourself, and you're going to realize, wait a minute. I'm getting closer and closer to meeting Jesus. Uh-huh. And some of us are closer to today than we were yesterday. Huh? One day we're going to wake up and we're going to we have to understand, wait a minute, Lord, how have I lived? Have I lived a life that was pleasing unto you for eternal life? What did Jesus say? He said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That's twofold. He says, I came that you might have life now, but that you might have eternal life at the end. Because you're going to live somewhere forever. You are not just this dirt you look at every morning. You are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in the body. You live in this body, this house, this dirt. But one day you're going to have to lay this dirt down. And, and let me just go and make it real. Every time you turn on the news, somebody done laid that dirt down. Every time, sometimes when you pick up the phone, somebody has laid that dirt down. And the only thing you can say once it's laid down is, Lord, I hope. I hope they knew you. I hope they knew you. Because the moment you slip out of this body, you either going to see Jesus or you're going to see hell. Don't play. 
I told him one time at a funeral, I said, you know what? The one thing that we do all believe is when the Bible says it's appointed unto mankind wants to die. Oh, we believe that. Why? Because we see people leaving here every day. But then it goes on to say this. It's appointed unto mankind wants to die. And after that, the judgment. We're going to have to stand before God and give an account of what we've done with this breath of life that he's given us in this body. Oh, I'm preaching real. I don't, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it. Moan and groan when you get out of here. Amen. Your blood will not be on my hand. Amen. I will not stand before the Lord in that great day. And he said, you didn't preach what I told you to preach. Amen. Too many preachers playing in the pulpit. Too many preachers preaching for, for a dinner, for a meal. Heshabaha. That's why John the Baptist, Baptist ate locusts and wild honey. He didn't have to preach for a meal. And if you're going to be a preacher, a pastor, an evangelist, a prophet, come on here, an apostle, you better stop. You better start asking God now. Lord, give me a right heart towards you. I don't want to preach for a meal. I don't want to preach for a favor. I want to preach for your kingdom. Get up. Get your mind up today. He said, come up. Justification. Sanctification. An ongoing process. An ongoing process. You must become a willing servant to God. To God. Becoming a willing servant to God produces a holy life now and eternal life at the end of the journey. What, is it, what does it take? A willing servant. You got to be willing that in your secret time when God is talking to you and he's saying to you, you know what you need to take off. You know what you need to stop. We got to go ahead on and do that. And if you don't have the strength to do that, Lord, strengthen me. Help me to take this off. Help me to let this go. Help me to stop doing this and this and this. Help me to stop thinking evil. Shine for me. Shine for me. We got to be willing that when we come to the house of God and the word is going forth and the word finds you, the pastor not going to come and say, you're not going to cheer and play tag. It's you. It's you. No, 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 no. The word going to do that. It's you. It's you. It's you. And when the word tag us, stop talking about it's somebody else. Now it's me. It's me, oh Lord. Oh, we're going to preach it. Because God say preach it. <laughs> I, got, I got a mandate. And I intend to keep it. So we got to become a willing servant to God. That will produce a holy life now. And eternal life at the end of the journey here. To set apart. That is to make holy or sacred. Therefore, sanctification refers to the state or process of being set apart. Here's the way it works. The Bible says even the word of God, watch this, watch this. Even the word of God sanctifies us. What does that mean, pastor? It means when I come into the house of the Lord and the preacher preaches the word and I get the word in my heart and I really receive it and I say, Lord, I want to do that. It's going to set you apart from people out here in the world. 
Because you're going to think different, act different, walk different, talk different. Yes, you are. The word begins to sanctify us if we will let it. There go that willingness again. And we got church on top of church crying. Why we ain't got no power? Why we ain't got no power? Why the devil running rampant over us? Why the devil having his way? Why are we leaving here in droves before our time? Because you don't want to hear the word. You don't want to hear the word. So the devil keeps doing what he do. But thank God. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. There are people that are willing to be sanctified by the word of God and his spirit. And they are willing subjects to let the Holy Ghost clean them up. Go to Hebrews chapter 10. Yes, Lord. Say, I'm not alone. Say, I don't have to be afraid of justification. Say, I don't have to be afraid of sanctification. Because I got help. Say, Jesus Christ, through his spirit, through his spirit, is my help. Order, order, Anna. It's an order. Yes, Lord, I hear you. I hear you. Yes, sir. Look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10. All right, wait a minute. Where's everybody? You got your phone. You got the iPad. You got the Bible. I said Hebrews 10 and 10. Thank you. All right, then. All right. By the which will, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Is that in your Bible? So that means when it, I, if you and I went through the sinner's prayer, the Bible declares you were sanctified through the offering of Jesus Christ on the cross. So when I went through the sinner's prayer, he set me apart. That blood, that offering sanctified me. That is called positional sanctification. You are positionally set for the process to begin. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Anybody who goes through the sinner's prayer and they repent and they baptized in water, then you are positionally set for the process of sanctification. But God calls you sanctified because you step from here to there. Kingdom work. It's kingdom work. We're doing kingdom work. So you are positionally sanctified. But until you let him continue the process, and it's a what? Lifelong process. It doesn't end until you leave here. Yes, it is. How long you going to be being sanctified? Till he called me home. So it's dangerous for a person to start (laughs) and stop. 
And see all these liars in the church. Oh, they still sanctified. Uh-uh. When, when did the process stop? When they stopped. So when they stay away from God five years, six years, eight years, ten years, there you go. The process didn't finish. Well, baby, once they gone, they can't stop. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to preach here. If you leave here outside of that pro- But you got preachers every day putting them in heaven. I'm not putting none of you in there. And when my day come, don't you put me in there unless you saw me live it. Now, if I lived it, then you go ahead and say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'll never forget we went to a funeral one time. And they had shacked up. They weren't married. They had lived together all that time. And then one of the spouses passed away. And they sat there and preached that message. Oh, they in heaven. They dancing with the Lord. I said, what? In front of what? what? I, I didn't make no scene. I just said, I just smile. I just say, baby. I said, Lord, help me. Let me get out of here. We lied. We lied. And then you have sinners come on that day. And what do they hear? So now what, what do they go out thinking? Oh, if they got in like that, if they got in like that, that's why they be looking at me crazy when they ask me to come. Man, they be like, what? <laughs> One preacher, when I finished preaching over the funeral, he said, can, can you please have an altar call now? Can you, that was a salvation bit. I looked at I said, uh-huh. I'm thinking to myself, what you been preaching? So at KSL, at KSL, I'm going to preach the truth. So hopefully one day when it's my time to go home with the Lord, there'll be a seed in you that will have grown up and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free and you can share it with somebody else. I'm talking about the truth. No, 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 no. Yes, Lord. He caught out of Yes, A.K. Dombashi, you know, Moshanda. Yes, A.K. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He says, by the which will, we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. That means once you're in there, positionally, you're in there. Stay with it. Uh Oh, I heard that. Let me help you. Let me help you. If you make a mistake... Mercy. Don't get off the path. Repent. Repent. Ask the Lord to help you. Lord, I'm weak. I'm weak in that area. Deliver me. He doesn't want you to keep doing it. He wants you to ask for help. Deliver me from this. Take this away from me. Take uproot it out of me. But see, what people make the mistake is they get out of the position and they leave. Teach him. Teach him. 
healing, Anna. It's healing. Stay in your positional sanctification. Let him continue the process. If, if you make a mistake, repent and continue the journey. He will forgive you. Because the Bible says he in all ways, just like us, he's been tempted at every point. Jesus has been tempted with everything that you could ever think of, yet without sin. But he knows what it feels like to be tempted. So when you ask him for the help, when you ask his spirit for the help, he will help you. But you got to ask. Stop getting out of your position and leaving. Yeah, you got to keep on asking until it break. I said until it break. Here it is, verse 14, Hebrews 10, 14. For by one offering, he hath perfected forever. Uh-oh, wait a minute. By one offering, he hath perfected forever. How long? How long? How, wait a minute, how long? <laughs> Woo! Oh, my Lord, one offering on the cross, one offering on the cross. He has perfected forever who them that are sanctified. So that perfection stays in place as long as I stay in my position of sanctification. This is why it is called the completed work. It's called the completed work. Why, pastor? Because he's not going to die again. Somebody says it's already done. Say it's completed, it's completed. Defeated, defeated, and established. Say it's me, it's me. that got to stay with it. People look at, I'm going to call no names because then you get so judgmental. But people look at people that I know and they say, well, I don't understand why they being blessed, why they keep on going for, because they won't leave. <laughs> They don't leave. They stand under the word. They, you understand what I'm saying? They repenting. They stand under the word. They're repenting. They going after Jesus. They hold. Look, Jesus dragging them down the road with the hem of the God. And they saying, I ain't going to let you go to you. I'm not going to let you go to you. Yeah, I got some in me. I got, oh, but I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let you go. See, that's the problem. Too many people let go. And when you don't let go, what did Jesus say? He said, the devil in hell cannot pluck you out my hand. Well, I don't understand why God keep blessing them. And they done did. did, 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 did. I said, because they repent and they won't let go. I said, I keep telling you. I keep telling you. Get in the house of God. Get under the word of God. And stay. I'm just, you don't know what I did. I'm too bad. How are you going to be too bad? Paul said, Jesus came and died for sinners of whom I am chief. Paul said, I was a murderer. <laughs> but I wouldn't let go. Why, pastor? Why you say don't let go? Because you got from now to that day to get this stuff right. To get it right. To get it right. But if you leave out of here and ain't no word washing you, you dirty, dirty, dirty. From one year to the other, you just dirty. 
Then your spiritual ears get clogged up. And your spiritual heart get clogged up. You can't hear. You can't perceive. Because you've been out from under the word too long. Hmm. Yeah, they approach me all the time. Well, I know when they did this. And I know when they, ooh, Lord. And I, 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 just, I just wait till they get through. And the Holy Ghost said, tell them because they didn't leave. They won't leave. Amen. Can't shake them off. Look, get away from me. <laughs> Let me go. Let go of God's word. Let go of the church. Let go. And the devil beating the hell out of them. Yes, he is, baby. Well, he ain't beating hell out of him because, <laughs> all right, anyway. <laughs> no, he's not beating hell out of him. <laughs> but they, they don't want to come and get washed and get washed and get washed and get washed. Well, I, I just can't seem to stop. You're not going to stop. You don't have the power to stop. But the word and the anointing and the Lord will help you. He will help you. You know yourself. We've been sitting up under this a long time. It took the word to bring us out. Some things we couldn't stop on our own. It took the word and the anointing and the presence of God to help us. That's why I keep coming. That's why I keep coming. That's why I keep coming. Rain, shine, storm, hail, sick, not sick, broke, not broke. I keep coming. It's better in here than it is out there with no covering. At least you get a chance. At least you get a chance. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. The key elements of salvation, justification, sanctification, glorification. Well, we, we talked about it. we just touch on it a minute because we got something in the middle here. We talked about glorification. That's when all believers shall be changed. See, you, you're not just living. Watch this. My God, there's so many elements to this. Not only have I been positioned, sanctified, and then the process begins and I have to go on to the end. But you also been positioned for eternal life. I will not miss eternal life. I won't miss it. I will not miss it. See, I understand that when you close your eyes over here, this is not the end. This is not the end. Don't you fool yourself. Amen. This is not it. That spirit goes somewhere. It either goes back to God or it enters into hell. Yes, and I'm going to shield you. I'm going to shield you, Anna. I got you. Yes, Lord, I got you. Just for a brief moment, let's go over there because there's something in the middle. Amen? First Corinthians, the 15th chapter. Glorification. Yeah, you need to know these things. You're not a baby in the Lord. 
Uh-huh. That's why he'd have moved us on to milk and to meat. Moving us from milk to meat. Moving us from milk to meat. First Corinthians, the 15th chapter, please. Look at verse 49. He says, and as we have bored the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Is that in your Bible? Okay, right now, we bear the image of the earthly. We in this dirt. But he says, there's coming a day if we stay on the path, if we stay in the process, when we get to eternal life, come on now. He says, then we're going to take on the heavenly. Oh, gee, hey, that excites me. Hey, that's where you don't die no more. That's where sickness can't touch you no more. Yeah, that's where death loses. See, that's where the devil is fighting you, church. He wants you out of the process. He wants you off the path. Because he know in the end you're going to get eternal life. A glorified body. A new body. A body fit for the millennium kingdom. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, he knows that. Uh-huh. And see, God told me, he said, you're going to preach these messages to restore their mind. To wake them up. And myself. You shining. Keep shining. Yes, Lord. There'll be no more tears. No more heartaches. No more hatred. No more murder. Won't have to pay the bills no more. She died. Yeah, won't have to worry about nobody calling talking about you laid on this you laid on that won't be no more aches and pains then I can travel all over the world I won't have to do but think it if I want to go to London if I want to go to Paris, I won't have to do but think it. And we there. Mm. I don't know. I always think about it. I say, I don't know if the Lord going to let me go find Senior. He might not let me find him. Because Senior told me, he said, oh, come over here. With all that talking and knowing. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, happy day. I'm sorry, just, just, rem just go with me for a minute. It's all right. I know you're young and you're strong and, and you got your whole life. But every time you turn on that TV, from the youngest to the oldest, they're getting up out of here. However they're getting up out of here, they're getting up out of here. Yeah. Yes, Lord, I hear you. Look, 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 go to the 50th verse of 1 Corinthians 15. Now this I say, brethren and sisters, that flesh and blood, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Is that in your Bible? Somebody said there's going to have to be a change. Flesh and blood not going. Corruption not going. Now, wait a minute. He's not talking about corruption from sin. He's talking about how our bodies are decaying every day. 
This can't go. It won't last in eternity. So he's going to give you a new body, a body that won't decay, that's eternal. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Don't be afraid of eternity. Because the Bible says when Jesus returned to set up his millennium kingdom, he's bringing back his saints with him. And they're coming on horses. So what you think about eternity, you, you need to turn that TV off and get in the word. That glorified body going to be able to do a lot. It ain't what you think. It's not a ghost. It's not a ghost. Even Jesus told his disciples when he arose from the grave, he says, uh, look at me. He says, for a spirit has not flesh and bone. He said, give me something to eat. Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> and they could see him walking on the shore. Oh, it ain't like you think. See, with the them fables you done heard and all that stuff on TV, honey, you better get in the word. You better get in the word. That glorified body going to be able to do a lot. Yes. And it's going to have a knowing in it. Yes. I say it's going to have a knowing in it. Yeah, Lord. That's why. Uh-oh, I heard you. I heard that. That's why if you call to be a minister, you better minister well. Because the Bible said you're going to be known as you know. So see, when we get to, to, to the kingdom, the millennium, you won't be calling me Sister Angela. It'll still be Bishop. Uh-oh. 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 Unless I forfeit it. And I don't intend to do that. <laughs> not because of a title. I'm not missing Jesus. I tell him every day. I say, I'm not missing you. I'm not going to miss going in that millennium kingdom. I'm not going to miss my glorified body for nobody. Amen. It's not worth it. <laughs> Somebody say, don't forfeit it. Say, hold on. Say, stick with it. Verse 51. He says, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Everybody is not going to pass away. There will be some people that are alive who are Christians living for the Lord, stuck with the process. The Bible says, we're not all going to sleep. But we shall all be changed. We shall all be changed. Everybody's not going to die. Everybody's not going to go to sleep in the Lord. There are going to be some people that are alive and, and awake when the trumpet blows. And they going to hear his voice when he said, come up hither. Yes, Lord. The Lord does not, if he tarries in the next hundred and some years, I might get a chance to see the rapture like that. Yeah, if he tarry another hundred and some years, I told him, I said, what you doing? What you want me to do? What I'm going to do? What you want me to be doing? What you, what you want? Because if, you, if, if it tarries like this, 
I might get, be able to be one of the ones that's not asleep when he comes back. I don't know. I, I don't know if he tarry. I've seen all the way to, I've seen all the way to 80. Uh-huh, I have. I've seen it. And then I've seen 90. Mm-hmm, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he let me see it. No, I ain't going to give you no date, so you can add it up. <laughs> Put them calculators down. You say, well, how you know that to be true? Because he's never failed me. When my son was 12, the Lord showed me him at 20. When he got to 20, you know, count up the years from 12 to 20. When we went through all of that and he hit 20, the very way God showed me he was going to look, that's how he looked. And there have been other things that God has shown me and people at young ages. And then he showed me them being, oh, and that's what they look like. They made it. I'm here to testify that they made it to those ages. So why wouldn't I believe him showing me at 80 and 90? Why wouldn't I? Oh, I felt him. Oh, Lord, don't, we don't want her, her to be there that long. You can get out of my way then. Amen. Don't worry, I'll sit on somewhere, baby. <laughs> we don't want her to be here that long. That's all right. I know how to sit there. Wedding administrator. Y'all yeah, going to get real. <laughs> y'all going to get Courtney. I don't know if y'all ready for this food. <laughs> oh, I don't know if y'all ready, baby. And don't come to me. Bishop, please help us. Please. <laughs> please help us. Oh, Lord, we don't know if we can endure the word. Well, get, get right now, and you can endure the word. You get right now, you can endure it forever, and on, and on, and on, and on. Where you at? You, Uh-oh, y'all going to get Israel the third? Oh, Jesus. Brandon coming. I hadn't forgot you, baby. I hadn't forgot you. And Lord Carlton Jude. I said, Lord, if that boy ain't like his daddy, he said, I'm Carlton the second, the third or something. He said, I said, oh, gee. I said, whoa. No, God is raising up a mighty army. Y'all got Minister Maurice, he quiet with his boy. Boy, 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 boy. He just smile at you. So get right now. Get right now. Get right now. So you can what? Endure. Oh, Jesus. Help us, help us. Help us. What do you say, Lord? We got to change. 52, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruption must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Is that in your Bible? So when this corruption shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. 
Because see, that glorified body will never die. Never. Uh Uh-oh, I heard that. Now, if God choose to bring other human beings into the world or create again, we then will be like the angels. We don't have to come through this process anymore. We won't have to come through this process anymore because it's already being said. I'm, I'm just telling you, it's already being said that when he restarts time after the millennium kingdom of Christ and God restarts time, we don't know what he's going to do. Because he can do what he wants to do. Uh-huh. So the church got to wake up and come off the baby level and come on up to the level of God's word. It doesn't stop with the crossing over, the transformation. We don't know what God going to do. We don't know if he's going to call a meeting and say, all right, now, we're going to try this again. But at least how won't we, you meet those who make it? We don't have to be on that end anymore. Then we get to minister from the other end. Where we show up like, they, like, the, like the angel showed up to Mary and said, Hail Mary, thou art fa- highly favored. That's the end we show up on. Where we're working for the Lord. Where we're singing See, that's what I'm saying. Get your mind off that TV. The TV is a liar. God got a choir in his kingdom. Some going to be singing in the heavenly choir. Some going to be pastoring. Some going to be apostles. Some going to be prophets and prophetess. Some going to be evangelists. Yes! Some going to be administrating. Some going to be elders. Yes! Because there will still be work to do. You didn't know that? You didn't know that after he sets up the millennium kingdom that there's still work to be done? Now see, when the millennium kingdom is set up and we have our glorified bodies, there will be people still. It's in Isaiah. We've never preached that before, but it's in there. Well, there will be people still here on the earth having children, going to work every day. It'll be the world around us, but we'll be in the millennium kingdom and we will have our glorified bodies. So you think you're just going to be floating around somewhere, and that's, people are afraid. I don't want, we're just going to be floating around. No, I'm, no, that's not, no, 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 no. There's going to be a whole nother living. And I don't intend to miss it. And you shouldn't either. He could not, the Lord said, the Bible, it's in the word, it's in the, I've never preached, but it's in there because God hadn't got me there yet to let loose that to you. But the Bible even says that God is going to take us, we're going to visit hell. And we're going to see the souls. Oh, yeah, he wants us to see it. And we, the Bible said, it's in scripture. He said, we're going to make a visit to hell and see the souls that are in hell. See, that's how the devil fooled Adam and Eve. 
They thought God, the devil talked to them like God was holding something back from them. But God was going to teach them. He had all of eternity to teach them. But the devil made them get impatient. And the devil told them, had God said? He knows in the day that you eat of the fruit, then you'll become just like God. They were already like God. He's a liar. Saints, you better wake up. You better wake up and hold to your uh, position in Christ. I think you better wake up. Uh huh. Because the devil trying to trick us. He's trying to trick some of you. Uh-huh. I'm sure I'm going to make that trip. I'm going to get up. Put my little clothes on. Oh, yeah, we're going to have clothes. You're not going to be naked. We're going to have clothes. We're going to have our own rooms. Wait a minute. That's right, baby. I ain't going to have to pay for that one. (laughs) Go have your name on it. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help the people of God. Help us. Help us. We're going to be changed. And then we're going to be able to sing the song. I, in 1 Corinthians 15, 55. Oh, death, where's thy sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory? Where is it? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. How we get the victory? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my brethren and my sisters, my beloved brethren and sisters, be ye what? steadfast what unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain where in the Lord that's why he keep fighting us that's why he keep tempting us that's why he keep trying to make you fall that's why he wants you to doubt God oh you see that God hadn't answered that prayer get out my face you lying wonder I don't care get him get away from me Get away from me. Here it is. Here it is. The word that's in between. You got justification, sanctification, glorification, and holiness. Don't run out to church. It's not what you think. Holiness means set apart. When we believe in Jesus as Lord, listen at this. Still, it's not on you. It's the Lord. When we believe in Jesus as Lord, he cleanses us from sin. Watch this. And makes us holy. This is called positional sanctification. We just told you that, right? In addition to being made holy, we are called to live holy. You see how it's always a twofold. So I'm positioned in sanctification, and then the process begins as I allow it. Then I'm positioned holy, and then the work begins to be holy. But you're not alone. The Holy Spirit going to help you. The ho- what the- okay, okay. The Holy Spirit going to help you. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be afraid of these words, of these key elements of salvation. Justification, 
sanctification, glorification, and holiness. So don't be afraid. Go to 1 John. Come on, come on. We still got some time. Wake up. Wake up. Get some strength about you when it comes to the word. 1 John. Thank you, Jesus. Chapter 1, verse 7. 1 John. Chapter 1, verse 7. See, this is called good teaching here. So we can get some understanding. Uh-huh. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the word today. And he reads, and it reads, and the Lord says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, but if we walk in the light, that means walk in the word, stay under the word, as he is in the light. We then can fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ's son cleanses us from all sin. Do y'all see that? Let me show you how it works. That means I got to stay in the light. Somebody say, I got to stay in the light. I got to stay under the word, which is truth, which is light. And then I got to be in fellowship with you. Uh-oh. Can't be no schism. Have you ever went to the doctor and they had to tie off a vein? When they do that, what happens? That flow stops. Trying to show you something. So if I'm in schism and ism with you, it tightens and cuts it. Jesus. Yes, I die. Yeah, no more shame. <laughs> it cuts off the flow. What did he tell him? He says, a new commandment I leave you. You should love one another as I have loved you. By this shall all men know, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples when you have love one for another. It doesn't mean I got to come to your house. See, don't worry, I won't be knocking at the door saying is it dinner time. But that means when I see you in the street, there ought not to be no schism where I got to go down the street, round the corner, oh, here they come. Oh, I don't want to, oh, I'm coming right to you. Now, how you feel about it going to be up to you, but I'm coming to you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming straight to you. Because the Bible say, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, that's the truth, the word, the life of Christ. And we have love one for another. Love one for another. Love one for another. Then the blood of Jesus can flow and cleanse us. That's why we can't have no schism and ism going on. I don't like you. I don't want to be bothered. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Get it right. Get it right. Because you're cutting off the flow. You're cutting it off. You, you doing it. God not doing it. Oh, babies, babies. Oh, pastor, but you just don't know how they act. I don't care. He ain't said go have dinner with them. But you're going to have some love, and it's going to be real. Let me, prove, let me show you again what it means. It means if I see you on the street, if I see you in the store, if I see you out, 
and we in the same vicinity, I'm not going down the street, round the corner. I'm coming to you. And you know, sometimes they, they have me laughing because I see them squirming. Oh, here she come. I said, that's right, here I come. <laughs> hey, baby, how you doing? And you can feel them squirming in your arms. And I hold them tight. <laughs> Just squirm a little bit. No, no, I'm being serious. Isn't that in your Bible? So you don't want to be cleansed from your sin. You don't want the blood to flow freely. All right, then. Well, I do. Somebody say, I do. I do. Say, I want to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, by walking in the word and having fellowship with one another so I can be cleansed from all my sins. So he sets us up positionally holy, and then he asks us, he calls us to do what? Live holy. Go to 1 Peter. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Yeah. But it's nobody in here that I couldn't come have dinner with. I just don't have time. Let me go and get it straight now, baby. You had dinner, I beat her. Yeah. <laughs> I said, what? No, it's nobody in here that I couldn't come have dinner with. I just don't have time. Amen. I'm just trying to give you an example of how it works. Mm. First Peter. Please go to chapter 1. First Peter 1, verse 15. See, we won't take you to the Old Testament. We don't want you to, we don't want you to fall out. Because uh, people are afraid of these words, but after the day, KSL won't be afraid. First Peter chapter 1, verse 15 says, But as he, he who? God, Jesus. But as he which has called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. That word conversation breaks down to lifestyle. Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. What does holy mean? Separated. What does holy mean? Set apart. So God says, I don't, this, oh, that's so beautiful. God says, I don't operate like the world. I don't want you to operate like the world. I don't think like the world. I don't want you thinking like the world. Well, Lord, how do you want me to operate? According to my word. How do you want me to think? According to my word. That's called holiness. You didn't know that. So you, there you go. So you thought it meant you couldn't wear your ripped jeans and. Can't get your nose pierced. <laughs> Everybody froze. No, that don't mean that. You can't have a one earring hole in your ear. That don't mean that, babies. It's from the heart. It's the inner man. It's the inner man. It means to be set apart for God. It means to be set apart for God. Because he is set apart. It means to be different from the world. We don't think like the world. We don't act like the world. Why? Because our marching orders comes from the word of God. And God's word is totally different from what the world is saying today, doing today. I would, you know, I turned on the TV and they still arguing over abortion. I wouldn't waste my time. 
they are hellions. They going to find them a way to get an abortion. Okay, well. <laughs> we going to take this one to court. And we gonna, I mean, just look. It's like a never-ending story. I don't have time for the foolishness. The word says. The word says. You see what I'm saying? That's what the Lord means when he said, be ye holy because I am holy. The word says you stay married to your wife. You stay married to your husband. You don't be running flip-floppity getting a divorce. You don't do that. But you see, the world is ignorant and it walks in darkness and it walks in self-will and it does what it wants to do. That's what he means when he said, be ye holy because I'm holy. He means I'm separated from the thinking of the world system. Not you can't wear red, your hair got to be nappy, you can't wear a certain color, you can't wear this, that. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying, get, I'm not of the world. God says, be ye holy because I'm holy. God says, I'm not of this world system, so I don't want you to be of this world system. It don't mean you got to come in that door with your dress down to the floor unless you want to. Amen. 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 See, we, our minds, we, we've been taught some stuff that is, it, uh-uh, mm-mm. Holiness means we're not of the world system. We don't think like the world, act like the world, talk like the world. The world says it's all right for a man to marry a man. That's not what the word says. The, the, the world says it's all right for a woman to marry another woman. That's not what the word says. The world says it's all right to throw your life away. It's all right to be strung out on drugs. That's not what the word says. He says I've created you in my image and in my likeness. You are of the God class. You better than that. Amen. Yes, I type I say. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. That's all it means. That's what it means. Not all that it means, but I'm just saying. We got folk running out the church. Well, I don't, I don't want to be holy because I got the wedding. Uh, no, that's not. He just, look, get, leave that world system alone because the world system is against God. Amen. It's against his word. It's against him. It's the haters of Jesus Christ. So he says, I call you out of the world system into the kingdom system. Come on out from the world system and get in the kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus Christ system. Well, how am I going to find out what it is? In the word. In the word. Is this making sense? Do you feel better? You think you could, you could go tell someone else? Glory. You don't have to be afraid of holiness. And it is written. Not only is it in 1 Peter 1, 15 through 16, but it's also, we won't go there, it's in Leviticus chapter 11, verse 45, where the Lord says, be ye holy, for I am holy. Listen at this. We are commanded to avoid the ways we practiced. We are commanded to avoid the ways we practice before becoming a Christian and live according to God's way. Is that, do you, can you understand that? 
Now, 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 answer me something. Come here, Elder Courtney, could you come here just for one minute? I promise you won't take but a second. I'm going to show you something. Let me show you something. In the day, turn around. This would be considered, oh, that's unholy. Look how short. Wait a minute, this is a young lady. She covered. Now, if you're going to get turned on by a kneecap, <laughs> thank you, daughter. You need to go back to the altar. Get on the altar and get your life together. Because you need a lot. You need help. Yes, you do. That's why they used to make the women wear those dark, dark, dark stockings. So you could see no skin. But the real reality was, if holiness wasn't in the heart. Amen. Am, I ta- am I preaching the word? Amen. Now, if I'm not just telling, Bishop, you don't know what you It had to be in the heart. Holiness and sanctification had to be in the heart. And it got in the heart through the spirit of Christ. So it didn't matter how long you wore the dress, how tight the tie was they were still going to do the things they did because it wasn't from the heart. Can you understand what I'm saying? Can, can you understand what I'm saying? Can, can you understand what I'm saying? Because we've been told we've been crazy. You, can you? Can, it has to begin in the heart. I got a few minutes. Can I show you something? And then I'm going to let you go. Are you learning anything? Okay. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. And then I'm going to let you go. But we're talking about the key elements of salvation. Justification. Sanctification. Glorification. Holiness. Can I show you something? And then I'm going to let you go because we have to process Everything that we hear. Amen. I want you to go to the book of Ezekiel. Please. The book of Ezekiel. I want you to be able to go back over this on SoundCloud. I want you to be able to share this because so many people are afraid of these words. And they are afraid of salvation. But they don't have to be. Oh, Lord, help us. Help us, Jesus. We need you. Help us not to be afraid because you're, we got help. Let me show you your help. Ezekiel 36, and we're going to go down to the 24th verse, okay? Let me read this. Come on. It won't be long. We're going. Come on. Ezekiel 36, verse 24. Now listen what he says. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you and you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you 
and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Is that in your Bible? All right, now hold on to that. Listen at this. He says, a new spirit, a new spirit will I put within you. Listen at this now. That is man's own spirit is to be renewed and quickened by the work of God's spirit. Let me say that again. Can I say that again? I want you to hear this. We, we, we might go back over it. He says, I'm going to take your spirit. Say, I am a spirit. Okay. God says, I'm going to take your spirit. I'm going to renew it, quicken it. I'm going to make it alive. Wait a minute. Listen at this. Not by your doing. By the work of God's spirit. You got to get that, people. We got to get that. We got to get that. The work is always done by the spirit of the Lord. It's not of your doing. The only thing he needs from you is your will. He needs you to say, yes, Lord. (laughs) Come on now. Okay, listen at this. When this has been done, when this has been done, there's a second blessing. I will put my spirit within you to dwell in that new spirit. Listen good. Don't miss this. He says, I'm going to take your spirit. I'm going to renew your spirit. And then I'm going to put my spirit in your renewed spirit. But it's all done by the Holy Spirit of Christ. This is where God is to dwell. Listen, he must have a habitation. With Adam, he had to create a body before he could breathe the spirit of life into him. In Israel, the tabernacle and the temple had to be built and completed before God could come down and take possession. So a new heart is given to us. A new heart is given to us and a new spirit put within us as the prequisited of God's own spirit being given to dwell within us. Watch this. Watch this. When anytime anybody comes up and goes through the prayer of repentance, the Holy Spirit is at work. You don't see him, but you see the manifestation. Yes, you do. People will tell you, oh, I feel better. The weight been lifted. But what the Spirit is doing when you go through the sinner's prayer, he renews in you a right spirit so that God's Spirit can come and live in you. Think about this. Oh, my God. Get this. God is holy. Come on, think about it. So he says, I got to clean out your spirit in order for my spirit to come and live in you. So what do you think he does in your spirit? He makes it holy. Jesus, have mercy. We don't even know we holy. Do you understand the body of Christ don't even know we holy? Then he puts his spirit in our spirit at the time of salvation. His Holy Spirit comes to live in our holy, cleaned up spirit. David prays in Psalms 51. You remember that? You can turn there if you want to. But this is what he prayed. Create in me a clean heart, O God. 
Remember that? Yes. Created me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Then he says, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Jesus told us that which is born of the spirit is what? Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit works on our spirit, it's a spiritual matter taking place. Then he puts his spirit in us to do what? To direct us, to lead us, and to guide us to do what? To live a holy life. You think he going to put his spirit in us and his spirit is holy and it's not to live separated from the world system? Oh, that's... That, 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 that. Look, 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 look. This indicates the divine spirit begets the new spirit in man. The two are distinguished in Romans 8 and 16. It says, listen at this, Romans 8 and 16. God's spirit bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Listen at this. Our spirit is the renewed, born-again spirit, yet he is to be distinguished from our spirit Witnessing in and through it. Why do you think the word of God says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Not those that are fighting and retaliating. No, no, no. You, how are you going to be a son of God and you won't listen to the spirit of God in your spirit? Psalm says it like this, Psalms 23. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. So where do you think the spirit of God in your renewed spirit going to lead you? In paths of righteousness. Oh, yeah, that's deep. The church don't know who we are. We don't know who we are. We don't know what we got on the inside of us. We have a Holy Spirit living in a holy, renewed spirit that wants to guide us into righteousness if we'll listen to him. Some told me not to say that. It's not a something. It is the Holy Spirit dealing with you. Some told me not to go down that way. It was the Holy Spirit. But what you need to be doing is cultivating that and learning to obey him. Because he always going to lead you in the right way. Amen. Ah. Oh, that's deep. Amen. Yeah. You know what? One more and we're going. You know what Romans say, don't you? <laughs> Let me show it to you. See, a lot of you saved, you just need to submit to the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you something? The Holy Spirit is not going to lead you wrong. He will never lead you wrong, and he does not take you from joy of living. Living a um, saved life, a Christian life, is the most joyful life you can ever live because you see things differently. You can see clearly. You see from a God perspective and not a world system perspective. Oh, shining, keep shining, keep shining for me. Keep shining. 
What is the new birth? It's when the Holy Spirit, by convicting us of sin, leads us to repentance and faith in Christ and imparts and imparts a new nature in us. Somebody say, I, I went through the sinner's prayer. It was the work of the Holy Spirit. He gave me a new nature. Then God, through his spirit, came and he lives in that new nature. And can I tell you something? We're not going to preach this one today. That don't even include, uh-oh, listen at this. This is why the Lord said, I will be with you and in you. This don't even include being filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh-huh. I thought you thought that's what it was. Uh-uh. God be already in there. Ooh, that's deep, y'all. He already in there at the time of salvation. Now what he's asking you to do is let me be in control. He said, I want to feed you to the brim. I want it flowing out through you. That's deep. They don't stay long enough. They don't stay long enough. You start talking holiness, they run out the church. Oh, that's a holy church, I told you. Oh, that's a sanctified church, I told Every church ought to be sanctified and holy. What are you talking about? Amen. What are you talking about? Amen. That don't even include. And that's why when I start saying, everybody that has come down and did the sinner's prayer, or if you've ever did the sinner's prayer, God is with you. And everybody was looking at me like, huh? Well, they ain't get the Holy Ghost. God is with you. Amen. Can't go over them today, but Je I'm going to bring it back next Sunday, if the Lord permit. What did Jesus say? Can no man come to me except the Father draw. Well, what is the drawing? The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God. It's the Spirit of Christ. The Holy Ghost is, is at work in your life from the moment you feel the first tug. Babies, you understand? From the moment you felt the first tug of I want to be saved, I want to get right, I want to live for Jesus, that was God's spirit dealing with you. And then after you said the sinner's prayer, then he began to create in you a whole new spirit in you. He cleaned up that heart so he could come and live in there. He's in there now. The second part of the promise is where you overfill to the brim and then you begin to speak in tongues. But you saved right now. You saved right now, but you do want to go on and be overflowing, but you're saved right now. If Jesus was to come right now, you would go. People, people done taught us wrong. They done told us crazy stuff. Not in the word. Not in the word. Peter had the Holy Ghost, but Peter would cut you out, cut your ear off. Because Peter had to come up a little hot, and he did. Over time, Peter came up higher. He learned to put the sword down. He learned to take the cussing out of his mouth. Y'all better come go with me. Amen. Yes, he did. Oh, Jesus, have mercy. Let me get out of here. So you can't go around to my... You save, you not say, yes, they are. They haven't been, they got to be taught so they can grow. And these preachers so talking about for a meal and some, and some money. 
No, they flock to them churches. But God going to have a remnant in the earth. I said God going to have a remnant in the earth. So stop telling your brothers and sisters they're not saved. Yes, they are. Stop that. They just got to grow. And if they stay under the word and read the word at home and pray at home, pray in the church, pray at the, they will grow. Matter of fact, you pray for them instead of talking about them. That's enough for today, says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus.